This is Stu Strauss, the Woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. can do it. Let's work out an agreement. I think we could have lots of Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. I just wanted to say I really, really love your channel, and I love it when you play your guitar and you sing. That's like my favorite, favorite part. You are really, really talented, and um, yeah, I, I hope I can even become half as good as what your station is. I highly doubt it, but... I just wanted to say thank you for sharing who you are with us. Thank you. Thank you, Lady Enigma, for that thoughtful message. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, it's so interesting. (coughs) I had recorded a bunch of riffs. I was just recording them and I was just saving them onto an episode and then I would just sort of dole out those little those little riffs in between various episodes I go you know what that episode you know what they could do with a riff and so I go and I'd send it on over to that episode and so that's how a lot of these episodes are constructed that's why a lot of them the timelines don't match up or at least it doesn't seem that way or at least it adds credence to the fact that I'm a time traveler traveler at least (laughs) maybe that's what it does it's actually verifying that I'm a time traveler time lord so I have all these riffs that are recorded, all these song ideas, riffs, song ideas, things that are just, that I had pieces of things written about, for instance, you'll hear an Angeline song, a song about Angeline, the very first part of it, the very first part up to the chorus was, 
was saved. I had it, but the rest of it I improvised. So a lot of this stuff just very improvised, very uh, whatever inspired me at that moment. And I just kind of, I just, I want to give it a home. I want to give it a place to, to play. I want to give it a voice. So it's always like, hey, I want to play. I want to play. I got something. Oh, I got something. So I try to try to give everybody their uh, their their turn to play. To, to dance on the dance floor they're turned to they're, they're turned to ride <laughs> to ride the ride so it's always fun for me when I find out that people enjoy the stuff that's being put into these episodes so this one it's so in- interesting because uh, I'd only scooted one one little piece into another a different episode and once you sent me this you just recently sent me this once you sent that to me, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have an episode that's mostly riffs. That's just a bunch of mostly riffs. So there's going to be some little uh, pieces of uh, thoughts and epiphanies here and there. But most this is going to be mostly riffs. So thank you for inspiring me to go ahead and do that. So buckle in, buckle in. John Travolta, make a comeback. Hey, it's so cool, hey, that's great. Hey, man behind the machine, it's so great to see it out there. Hey, man, it's so weird, it's so great, hey, man. Hey, thanks a lot for asking uh, about me over here. I was busy uh, shooting uh, the Welcome Back Cotter uh, Returns. It's a new movie we're doing out there with Washington, Epstein, uh, Horshack, you know, all, all the old gang, you know, Mr. Cotter. We're doing uh, Mr. Cotter Returns, okay, and then it's like pot superhero film. So, uh, my superhero character is called like the, uh, the Boom Boom. Right, the boom boom, cause I'm Vinny Boom Boom, you know. It's like, you know, Vinny Boom 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 Barberino, you know what I mean? Now Washington don't like that, cause he's Boom Boom Washington, but you know, it's like we can do, we can do.
That's my uh, work in progress for the Save the Tick theme song. Save the Tick. Hashtag Save the Tick. Hi, uh, is this Curtis? I'm looking for Curtis. I've got a po' boy sandwich ready for him. It's fresh. I just made it. Give me a call back. I don't want it to go cold, okay? All right, talk to you soon. All right, bye. Snake avoidance training classes. This is a photograph that I saw on Instagram. Instagram? Instagram? Snake avoidance training classes. How do you best avoid snakes? And have you had training classes on how to avoid the snakes? Or is this just something that you had to invent over time? Lots of trial and error. If so, man, leave all of your trial and your error stories on the broadcast. Call us up. Uh, 561-203-9179-er. Give us a call. Call us up. It's the Inspirator Projecto Hotline. Do it, please. Please, please. around 1999-2000 when I was going to Columbia College I had this history class and we were learning about the Spanish Inquisition this was the first time I had heard about well I actually heard about what the Spanish Inquisition was aside from back in high school when my buddy Tommy Osanica made a mixtape for me and all of a sudden you hear <laughs> no he goes well I didn't expect such a Spanish Inquisition <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition our chief, our chief. Uh, what is it? Our chief's tools are surprise. Oh man! But anyway, this is the first time I actually learned about the Spanish Inquisition and the crazy atrocities that happened back then. And so I was always trying to find ways to do alternate, uh, um, take alternate routes to take care of particular projects. So we had this one project where he wanted us to to do a report about the Spanish Inquisition. Um. And I knew, you know, we had like a week or whatever to do it. And I just started making a song. I thought, you know what, what if I make a song about the Spanish Inquisition and I, and I play it in front of the, the, the class and then that way, there you go. I don't have to do the report. So I pr- approached him with this idea. He didn't like the idea too much. So this is a never shared before, unaired portion of a song. I didn't do the whole song, but this is, this is it.
I was on a panel where we were discussing, of all things, the the lack of communication between generations. And I, I was sitting there waiting for the thing to begin, and these, these are always very painful. I don't know whether you know much about uh, the, the panel proposition. They're very painful before they get underway. It's, 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 as, though, it's as though debate has become showbiz. Uh, we, we'd like to have a little disagreement among you folks there, fellas. Let's speed it up there just before the first commercial. Can have a little disagreement here and a little controversy. We got to throw in there near the last. And you're, you're, you're sitting there and everybody is, is, is kind of tense and then the, the show begins and you're discussing a question which seems to be as remote, as, as completely remote from what you're doing and from what you're feeling and what you're sensing as possibly a game of badminton could be. And you're just sitting there, and the, the question is going on, and nobody's really answering it. Everybody's playing his part. And it was my turn to say something, and it suddenly occurred to me, just just uh, what a what ludicrous situation this was, on a Sunday morning, discussing the lack of communication between generations. And uh, I couldn't figure out, first of all, what a generation was. I've been thinking, I've been, I've been conscientiously trying to think of what is a generation, you know. Uh, where, where does the demarcation line start and stop? Now, you can give me all the classical definitions. A, a generation is 21 years. Yeah, but there's a new crowd that starts every 30 seconds. Uh, where, where do you stop, you know? And, and what generation am I part of? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea that, that a lot of guys around here who are supposed to be of my generation, I am totally out of touch with at the station. I have met nine-year-old kids whom I communicate with completely, thoroughly. Uh, I have met 75-year-old women who immediately we, we, we can establish a, a rapport. I, I have met guys, it's, it's as though, you know, the funny thing about this generation business, you hear a lot of talk about the beat generation, and most people seem to think that the beat generation, uh, according to the classical definition, is a crowd of guys about 19 or 20 years old. Well, there is much evidence to the contrary. Uh, for example, how many of you know how old Jack Kerouac is? I mean, Kerouac is generally considered to be the, uh, the, the spokesman of the Beat Generation and so on. Of course, a lot of them now will object to that. But the fact is that he is generally considered to be that. And Kerouac uh, is, is well up in his late 30s, as far as I know. In fact, I know he is. And, and, and yet, I, it's, it's a very common thing. I've seen it time and time again, where some guy will be driving along, he's, he's 35 years old, and he says, ah, these, ah, Kerouac, a bunch of crummy, bunch of beat generation crowd, and he's talking about his own generation. Uh, apparently, he thinks he's talking about somebody who's 18 years old, and it goes back and forth. So there is no real, I think there is no genuinely classical, I'll do it, Russ. There's no, yeah, uh, this is, uh, speaking of uh, beat generation, this is W-O-R-A-M at FM, New York. Uh, we'll be here until till uh, two o'clock. Uh, I don't know uh, what what uh, the beat generation is supposed to be. I have no idea what the gen. Now, when I'm saying generation, I'm saying age differentiation. I, I want to show you something here. Now, listen carefully. just heard there was Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard. I've been going down a Gene Shepard rabbit hole lately. He was a broadcaster back in the day. He was in Chicago for a time, and then he was in uh, New York for a time. 
and he was an amazing storyteller, and so he would go into these great stories. I love the fact that that little segment right there, he's talking about Jack Kerouac. I love it. That's such a good point about the generations. Where does the generation start? Where does it end? And by defining a generation as something, are we actually putting up divisible walls between the generations by saying that? By saying, oh, there's lack of communication between generations. Are we automatically just agreeing to that? I just love the fact that he talked about Kerouac and that Kerouac was as much, you know, that much of an influence back in the day to be talked about on the radio in that sense. Gene Shepard is the voice of Christmas Story. So if you ever seen that movie, <coughs> if you ever see that movie Christmas Story and you hear the voice, he's the, he's the uh, narrator. And he also has a bit part in the movie where he's standing in line while little Ralphie's going up wait, waiting for uh, Santa Claus but all those stories all those stories he told on the radio is what ended up as Christmas Story look up I Libertine sometime I Libertine L-I-B-E-R-T-I-N-E I'm not going to get too into it because I could I get uh, really deep into talking about this one. Uh, I want you to do the research. Check it out. I Libertine. Check out what Gene Shepard did back in the day. It was an amazing hoax. Amazing hoax. By the way, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. And we've got lots more coming up. I saw thinking about how oh holy shit Angeline is here 
my God. Hold on. Let's see what we can do. Oh my gosh. Let's see what let's see what happens here. Hey, good to see you again, man. Professional one. We don't have a disc in it. Okay. You want it? Angeline, yeah. I'm a big fan. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Hi. Can, can I interview you for a second? For my podcast? It's called Inspirato Projecto, and I always interview interesting people. And I was just walking down the street, and it was crazy. I saw your convertible here. Oh, okay. Just one second. So, uh, Okay, are you leaving some yeah, of those though? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go to the car and get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to grab those from you? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Come on inside Okay. Why don't you um, how about if I give you my assistant's phone number? Okay. I don't like to do things on the fly. Oh gotcha, gotcha. What's your name? My name's Kurt. I just remember when I first moved out here, I saw your billboards all over the place, and I, I, I always wondered Sorry, more about you. you. Well, Kurt comes in. He's a customer. Oh, yeah. I is he him. safe? Yeah, no, no. I get, he <laughs> is he interviewed safe? Uh, um, oh, my friend Lila's friend, right? The, the one that was uh, oh, yeah. Andy Kaufman's Yeah. Daughter. Andrea Tatarski. Yeah, Andrea Tatarski. Andrea Tatarski. She wasn't. She was doing a show, but she was doing it's almost like it's something Andy Kaufman would do. She was doing this sort of thing as Andy Kaufman's lost daughter. Yeah, she was pretending to be her. And it was really kind of. But I interviewed like Twin Peaks actors and uh, all kinds of really cool, really kinds of cool. Uh, If you want, people always, you know, I mean, if they run out, we always put the the thing. Did you check the box? You want me to check it for you? Oh, you got it. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you need one of those or did you, did you get well, one? we have the magazine. Oh, you have it? Yeah, then. you gave us the magazine. Oh, then you don't need that. No. Okay, good, good. That's it? You done with me? Yeah. And you got your movies? Uh, they're in there, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll see okay, you. I'm hey, good seeing you again, man. Hey, man, good to see you again. So I'm going to give you uh, Scott's number. Okay. Have you got a pen? This is so exciting. No, I don't have I don't have a pen, unfortunately. Uh, you want to write it down? Oh, yeah, actually, no, oh, it, you know what? I do have a pen. Oh, I just realized I do have a pen in my pocket. Dial him. Dial him? Dial him and then you'll have him on your phone. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So what's your podcast about? Oh, it's about uh, the creative process, the process of creation. It's about riffs. It's about meeting interesting people. I'll I'll interview Uber drivers sometimes. Yeah, like I play guitar. I'll just make a guitar riff. Um, A lot of times it's about dreams. Okay. He'll set up a meeting and we'll meet up. Okay. To... 213 880 213 880 8102 And his name is Scott? Scott, yeah, just tell him that uh, to, 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 I told you. Tell him to set up a meeting. But did you need to get anything from my fan club? T shirt, hat, picture, autograph picture? Oh, wow. Well, it's for sale. Let's see here. Did you get a card? Oh, thank you for your card. I thank you. Thank you. Do you need to buy anything? Oh, this is great. Um, I don't have any cash on me. Do you have a Do you have a, a swipe thing? Okay, yeah. No swipe paper. Oh, that's need. fantastic. Look, I have a meditation tape launched by the Morgan Rick and Morty show. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. It's that's a, great. Do you have a cassette tape? That's great. I I don't have don't a cassette have player, a cassette unfortunately. Tape. What do you need? Um. The shirts are sixty-five. Keychains are twenty. Magnets. Do you need magnets? Sure. What are you into? Yeah, magnet's fine. Magnet's $20. That's awesome. That? Or do you want to get a picture? I got all of that picture. Uh, do you want to get a picture? I'm just not. Just as you're not prepared for the broadcast, I'm not prepared oh, for this. Okay. This, is cra- this is crazy. When are you going to be back here? I don't know. You want to you get this now? Yeah, well, okay. well, I'll I'll come back later. I'll call him. I'm not going to be here. Buddy. Scott's not here. Scott's my assistant. Okay. 
Give him a call and we'll set up like a coffee meeting. Okay. And then we'll figure it out then. Okay, cool. All right, you take, take care. care. Nice meeting you. You know, it's so crazy. Oh my gosh. All right, so there she was, Angeline. I met her. The real deal, Angeline. Hi. That was crazy. Immediately she start, she started trying to sell me stuff. Oh boy, what do you do in that situation? What do you do in that situation? Uh Wow. So in a sense, we kind of got an, uh, an interview with her, right? Uh, Angeline. When I first moved out here, I saw these big billboards of her. She was all over the place. Her pink Corvette. Always wearing pink. She was like the... Uh, trying to embody sort of that pinup model that playboy pinup model who knows if she actually was in it wow so intriguing it's crazy when you have a certain like a mystery in your brain of something and then years later when you get to the bottom of that mystery or at least you touch that mystery. It's interesting. Uh, I had read an article about her not too long ago. Well, by not too long ago, I, I mean less than a year ago. And that article uh, was about, it, it was basically the whole thing was like tracking down who is the real Angeline? Who is she really? Where does she come from? Because no one had really known her backstory no one had really known she was just this mystery just a total mystery and uh, no one knew anything so then apparently what had happened was uh, some journalist decided to go down the rabbit hole and see if he could find any information about her find out stuff did she have a, you know was she born as Angeline did she uh, did she did she change it is it an alias uh, man she there are just so many billboards no one really knew because it wasn't connected to anything yeah she's selling stuff out of the back of her the trunk of her her, her convertible her Corvette. Uh, but she... Like... She, she's not really... I mean, this woman, she's like a legend. But she's not really... Uh, why didn't I just go ahead and buy a t-shirt from her? Why didn't I? Man. It's interesting. Until you're in the middle of something you don't know how you're going to react until you're there and you're in the middle of it I you know it's so funny long ago I had this idea I thought how like uh, this was when I actually first when I first moved out here and then when I first started seeing the billboards of Angeline up there I I first saw those billboards and I'm like who is this woman and then I had this idea for a movie where these guys go try to figure out they get to the root of this um this is crazy that i just experienced this moment in time that coincides with this idea never in my life did i actually think that i would meet angeline and not under these conditions this is crazy so i had this idea of a movie where uh these guys decide you know try to lose angeline and then they end up seeing like glimpses of her as she's driving through the hills and stuff in her pink Corvette. I remember, I remember driving along uh, on a couple of occasions, and people tell me that they they saw her saw her Corvette driving someplace or walking out of a shopping center. I'm 
this woman is just all in pink. Man, Angeline, A-N-G-E-L-Y-N-E. Well, you heard it. I got her assistance information. So we'll be uh, having her on the broadcast. We'll, uh, we'll talk more later as things evolve. Do you remember when we were ten? Way back then, you had imagination. Whatever happened to you? What did they do to you? I always thought you were a genius. We all thought you'd carry us upon your cold tails to the top. Onto that mountain Up high, 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 high idea do cats have canines or do they have felines my sister Jenny says felines have canines Yeah. 
get a chance to miss you I was just imagining uh, you know one of the greatest things about great actors is that they commit to character great actors commit to their character they are fully in that moment. And willing to let go of any other identities. And just step into this role. Sort of channel the spirit. Allow themselves to give themselves over to it. And I was thinking... I was imagining how many people are in mental institutions who claim to be mental for whatever reasons and they just decided I'm just going to commit to this role. This this is what I'm going to commit to do. I have these issues, these mental issues. So they commit themselves to the place, maybe to get out of a crime, maybe to get out, you know, to disappear, who knows. Um, and I wonder if that's one of the places where people look when people go missing. Did they go to mental institutions? Because what if the person just willingly check themselves in? Hmm? They could just show up to a mental institution in a gown, mumbling and wandering around without their wallet, any of that jazz. They could fake a car crash, go to a mental institution, and then commit, commit themselves into it by not having any ID. I mean, I, maybe they go to the... They probably go... Well, no, shit, I don't know. What are you doing in that situation? I guess they go to the cops maybe saying, hey, this guy just wandered in. Hmm. Or would... Would you be able to trick him? Maybe not. Maybe it's a big place, you could... But maybe not. It all depends on how familiar with their patients the people are. Maybe if, if it's a huge facility, you could sneak in there better that way. Maybe that's what happened with Andy Kaufman. 
committed himself to a mental institution. Um, with his, with the name of the guy that he traded, traded IDs with, and that guy being an orphan. So let's say that man's name was Arby. And Arby and Andy share that same alias, Nathan McCoy, in the hospital. <clears throat> and now, Andy and Arby, they switch IDs. So Arby is Andy, and Andy is now Arby. So basically, to the world, it looks like Andy is lying dead there in the hospital. He's dying of cancer. Looking very different than anybody had ever remembered him. Now, that man, an orphan... So if that becomes the ID that now Andy has, and Andy's out there pretending to be this RB person after he fakes his death, what if he fa- what if he then walks into a mental institution? Um, I mean, what if he goes into a mental institution? And then he's just got this ID for this, for that guy. They try to call the family. There's no answer. They just leave him in there. Free room and board. Plus, it's a wonderful character study. How long could you... I mean, see, then people in the, in the hospitals, I guess that's the thing, is that would they recognize you? Not if you're in a... In a in a completely different place. Probably wouldn't recognize you. Shave your head. Or grow some facial hair. Shave your head. And now... No one recognizes you as Andy Kaufman. May 16th, by the way, this is being made on May 15th. I made a, a an Andy Kaufman episode on his birthday, January seventeenth. And I'm wondering if I should go conspiracy heavy here with Andy Kaufman. Faking his death. May sixteenth. I might just have to go to Jerry's tomorrow. You know, on on his behalf. We shall see. Heck, by the time I release this, maybe it'll be on May 16th. Maybe I'll interview someone. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. More to come here on Inspirato Projecto. Thanks for listening.